10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is August 11th, and um, we're going to get started here with this news um, from the GMC. So, Noshua made a post on the forum yesterday saying, um, titled Appeal of the July 2023 GMC results for rocket split GA032303. That's the, um, the grant number for rocket split. So, uh, Noshua says in RPIP 18 allows anyone to file an RPIP dis disputing the GMC's decision. This post seeks community feedback on the decision to not fund the proposal for rocket split. Should be appealed. I'm looking for a strong signal to move forward with the challenge. This is reasoning. Ramana first applied for this project during April. The GMC did not approve and asked Ramana to reapply after incorporating Mentor's requirements. Apparently, these requirements were about the need for a front end for the project. The July reapplication appears to satisfy these requirements. The GMC misunderstood the project when it was decided to decline in July. The team is not working on things that would make Rocket Split obsolete. It is different than Nordset. Um, last but not least, I believe this is a promising project and the community has already shown some interest in the concept of marriage contracts. Making them more accessible and customizable makes a lot of sense to me. In the context, then there's the Rocket Split initial uh, application, uh, Rocket Split second application, and then the July results. And then um, Fornak shared his perspectives on Discord. Uh, Joe shared his perspective, explained his vote. Um, and I shared my perspective. And uh, Noshua says not every GMC member commented on the issue at the time of this post. So now there was a vote. Should the PDAO vote on giving the GMC the requested amount? And um, number one was yes, the PDAO should vote on this. Number two was no, the GMC decision to not approve should be followed. Now, just because someone says yes this should be voted on does not mean that you know they will agree to give the money to um ramana and um long island blockchain guys um i think it was rudy who was working with ramana on this um well actually we'll find out in a second but just because this goes to a vote does not mean that you know they will the people who said that this should go to vote will vote yes in the final vote for example here you know there's me um i voted uh, that this should go to vote right here um and and if it goes to vote, you know, I'm not sure if I'll abstain, if I'll vote in favor, if I'll if I'll vote against. Um, yeah, my my stance on the topic, like you can follow this link that uh, Noshua shared, is quite public. Um, I actually use a marriage contract already with Ramana, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I I really love love the idea, so um, I'm 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 happy to help this go forward to a vote just to see how the whole process works out. But um. I'm still not sure how I vote or whether the GMC would vote um, in the unified block to abstain or anything like that. But uh, that, those are interesting questions that should come up from this. Waldorf here says, the, uh, to me, the critical point is the latest decline being based on the understanding that shifted rapidly after talking. I said, let's vote on this. I'm happy to see how this goes. And the sentiment seems overwhelmingly in favor of a vote. Carl says, I think I've generally been the most anti-appeal person in the PDAO um, and somewhat wish we'd not even added it. Uh, but if there's going to be an appeal, then this is basically what I think it should be used for. And Long Island Blockchain says, I'm struggling um, on which way to vote on this. On one hand, it was rejected because of a misunderstanding and we have an opportunity to rectify it. On the other hand, even if we get an appeal and we win the appeal, I'd want to speak with the new GMC administrator to ensure clear deliverables and timelines. It's clearly a function that was missing in the past. So that was something that was noted as well in the, in the feedback, I think, or at least Joe mentioned in our meetings that 
there's no um you know deliverables here there's no timeline none of that stuff there was huge missing it was missing in the in the application and then um it goes on to say we uh, picked this project up because it seemed to be a demand for it and we wanted to work with Romana and we've done some good work on asset splitter contracts and front ends in the past and then there's some links and we wanted to deliver this with the least disruption most value so um there's some really good points that are made here and i think that um this is going to go to a vote so it'll be interesting to see how that vote plays out um and then after that um Schifrin kind of um acted as a semi-spokesperson for the GMC and he says, I think there may be a misconception that the GMC would be upset with an appeal. The GMC does their best to give get everything right, but they're not perfect. The issue at hand is not the GMC was wrong and they were unwilling to fund this, uh, fund this project. I see it as the GMC was wrong and what do we do now? The options are um, to negotiate uh, for the next cycle or, or appeal and for what it's worth, we do try to fix things after we get them wrong. We reached out to do for some Val after last cycle to change our stance, hoping to be more transparent about progress updates like these in the future. So um, that, I think, kind of sums up the position of the GMC quite nicely. I think we'll have some internal discussions about how to approach this uh, particular appeal. And because it's never happened before, so we're kind of figuring things out as we go along. Um, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Okay, some more research, um, uh, some research questions that have come up in the last day. Um, there have been some really interesting ones. So here, there's this, uh, uh, Noshua's um, wants to research or like um, proposing um, a change to uh, the Rocket Pool reward spec and how it works when you are in the beacon queue. So Noshua says, why does rewards tree spec not count validators in the beacon chain queue? I think the active validator requirement is not there to reward validators that are already exited and no longer earning rewards. Um, validators in the queue are not yet earning rewards, but there is an externality of the beacon chain, and I don't see why we should put it on the node operator. I'm not sure we ever thought about this implication of the spec much, because beacon chain queue was not significant for long stretches. Currently, this works as a strong disincentive to bond reduce mini pools for people with high RPL collateral, because they would receive reduced RPL rewards for one reward period but the current beacon queue length a bond reduction right after a snapshot will be able to activate the credit leb8 in time for the next snapshot i don't see a reason to treat bond reductions differently based on timing relative to snapshot i think this Nashua here brings up a really really good post, uh, point so i've been talking on rocket fuel these last couple of days about how the validator queue is getting shorter and once it's under you know like a nice chunk under 28 like around 25 days um right after snapshot if people who have a lot of mini pools they want to start bond reducing and you know if they're high collateral it doesn't make a difference if you're under 75 percent collateral uh, but if you're a high collateral person um then the higher collateral you have the more of your rewards you will lose by not getting in by not having um you know that rpl effective in the next snapshot vote so because you don't have the um, mini pools there right to uh, the validators there to um give their weight to that to rpl um i really like this idea because you know like a, these are people who can be a huge benefit to um to rocket pool and this was actually like this kind of idea was um bandied about 
a little bit but never this kind of in this formalized way kind of like when we first started seeing that you know the the queue was going to be 40 plus days um i think it peaked like 46 or 47 days at that point you know we thought it might be two reward cycles that people might miss out on that's a whole lot of rewards and marco barco as well the other day when he was starting to bond reduce he realized that patricio was going to be missing out on a lot of rpl rewards so he stopped you know he did five he did five um reductions uh, and he has over a thousand validators that he runs right like he did five reductions and he was like actually you know what i'm going to stop here um because i don't want to miss out on rpl rewards so um i really like nosho's idea here there was a whole lot of discussion there was like nearly 100 messages that kind of went back and forth um and uh, Valdov says, um, I think the premise was that you're not yet earning revenue for the protocol. While true, I agree that the cure is worse than the disease here and it disincentivizes our ETH supply creation. If we're doing a small tweak to the specs, I'd also request that we define behavior for the case where nobody's over the minimum threshold. I suggest the entire node operator share goes um, to the PDAO. Um, this will uh, never happen, but people have brought it up a surprising number of times and the code crashes is a very unsatisfying answer. Um, and other thing, while it's not productive for the protocol yet, I don't see how anyone can game the system. Um, and we still want to encourage it slightly validate validates online in the future better than nothing happening. I think node operators locking up their own ETH is enough disincentive to not get stuck in the excessive queues. I uh, would be in favor of giving rewards to pools in queues. Um, and here, non-fungible Yoakum says, our ETH holders earn rewards on the ETH that's in the deposit pool and in the beacon queue. It seems reasonable to me that node operators who are in the entry queue get some rewards, um, even if it's just RPL. I think this is just about the RPL, not about ETH rewards, of course. Um, Valdov says, the tricky bit is the attestation weight part. Um, and Nosho says, we don't do that currently for RPL. So Val says, oh, then it's easy. <laughs> um, and then he says, you know, you're definitely right, the wires are crossed. But... Um, it says, uh, even if you go to performance-based RPL rewards at some point, it would make sense to just look at relative performance of that. So the mini pools would be neutral while in queue. Yeah, which makes total sense. Um, it says, I think this rule, and then there's like, some technicalities about the rules. But yeah, this, um, this, um, this idea, I think, was getting some good some good feedback. It says, after the stake is called, it makes sense to include RPL, uh, mini pools in um, RPL, but not ETH reward calculations. There are scenarios where this change could negatively impact the node operator, though, the entire if the entire node goes below 10%, but, but probably appropriately so. Um, so it seems like there might be some niche cases where um, there, might, there might be some problems. And... Um, and outliers but i think the the gain from this is a lot better than um, the the cost patches says i guess i worry moderately about someone uh, one observing a long queue two throwing a bunch of eth and rpl at it and then three dissolving their own mini pools after they reap some rewards and then four withdrawing everything would be analogous to depositing a bunch of eth for our eth selling it right before it clears the queue though so may um and uh, nosho says that that would be discouraged because the gas cost would be uh, quite significant for that um and patch says that rpl apr is better than our eth by by about two times and gas costs may become a non-factor in the mega pool world so um yeah this discussion goes on um it seems like there might be some niche cases where it might cause issues but in the general um i think i think it's a really good idea and um the conversation reached the point where joe was tagged this morning um and um 
and uh, Nashua said, um, Joe, do you see any reason for not doing this? Do you see any issues with implementing it? If no, what do I need to do to get this into version 7? Make an informal um, forum uh, about it and you s and then see if you can include it in your next spec change. If you want to, if you want me to pull request the spec and make a forum post for uh, version 7 for just this. So um, there's, this, it seems like you know, this idea gained a lot of traction really quickly. So it's really awesome that, you know, um, that's uh, you're seeing the whole life cycle of like research well from now you know how it gets um going forward and into implementation okay a little bit more research here uh but not really research but just some ideas being thrown around and jasper's talking about how you know the 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 arb is not possible right now because there's excess eth in the deposit pool from people withdrawing um and um tim says if the developers sent me some rpl to cover from the arb that i missed i'd spin up uh, my validators now and um jasper replied by saying honestly a crowdfund plus retro isn't that crazy uh, val says it is it's highly gameable and encourages a sibling um and uh, jasper said you know it'd be centralized and temporary not a lasting program like when we cleared the mini pools when there was a backlog um and uh, val says yeah potentially it's a little weird because um, you want people to have clear rules to get a strong incentive but not that but also not that because people would try to game it um and Nosho says that there's some bad incentives about like uh, validators coming online right now which is we're encouraging people to wait for the arb which is not working um, we are punishing people for bond reducing with rpl rewards because they don't reward uh, the creation of mini pools with more rpl um because of the way the you know the the uh, linear rewards are set up but we're going to be talking about that next um and also you know you might miss out um on the period if you bond reduce today you would miss out on the period of rpl rewards so it makes sense now that the queue is less than 28 days um, or trending towards significantly less than 28 days then you would wait until the next snapshot before you started your mini pool because you would in essence um what would happen is you know you you, you don't miss out on the rpl rewards so there's some like bad incentives kind of like a perfect storm of bad incentives right now where it's kind of stopping people from starting mini pools um and I'll, I'll show you a thing in a second about that but um you know there's this idea that you can <laughs> not sure joking sing whoa slow down we can discuss it for half a year in research before you post this on the forum and that's kind of a comment towards me that i'm going to be talking about next <laughs> but um, but um yeah this is a discussion that's going on as well so no jasper said they'd even throw in some of their own eth if we can find uh, more people matching but let's have a look at um what the what the problems are right now with the the mini pools coming online right so normally we have had approximately wait this is not the right this is not the right what's his name um what am i looking at notes i think no that's not right either um there was there was a thing about new mini pools number of new mini pools coming online every day and basically like once you know we went above the arb point and then there was no arb the new mini pool creation basically stopped um let me see if i can find that information yeah no i'm I'm struggling to find it it's here so maybe it's here in mini pools that would make sense no it's not there right mini pools yeah, I'm sorry, I can't find it right now. So sorry about that. But um, yeah, basically, what's happened is new mini pools have virtually stopped, and um, 
it's really like restricting um, um, growth for Rocket Pool. So there's something needs to be done about it. I just don't know what. But what I am hoping for is that as soon as the next snapshot, what happens for the next rewards period, which will be in about two and a half, three weeks, um, I expect like literally thousands of um, conversions coming on. I, I That's what I hope. And I guess we'll see when that happens. Okay, talking about more research here. This is part of the tokenomics discussion thread. So someone made a comment about whether we should move it to the forum now um, to um, like, you know, the, the conversation is kind of dying out in the discord here and um, let's move it to the forum. And I was like, oh, wait, you know, should we really be doing that? Like, um, are we ready for that yet? Like, there's still more discussion to be had potentially. Um, and I said, aren't we waiting for feedback from Wonder and Zero? Um, and then uh, Waldorf said, Wonder... Yeah, he says, Wonder and Pietra and I were talking about all possible survey avenues and challenges in the DM. That hasn't gotten any message in 13 days. And then he says that it's been 22 days since Zero mentioned anything, so maybe that's not coming either. And Wonder then said he got shoulder surgery and might need a minute to recover. Um, and then uh, Nosho says, I think uh, we want more eyes on this now and posting a draft to the forum should do that. I'm not sure what Wonder and Zero's comments have to do with it. So this was my misunderstanding about what the next steps would be. Um, I think basically what's happened is that the conversation's kind of dying out now in in the discord thread that was made about this so by taking it to the forum uh, the idea is that it would bring more eyes onto um onto the question where people can then uh, discuss it more and i guess what would happen is in the forum as well is that you'd get more like um full and um um detailed responses and conversation instead of just like you know messages flying back and forth uh, it, it incentivizes people to take a minute and like really put out their thoughts so um i think yeah um i think uh that was more about uh my misunderstanding um and Nosho says, you know, by putting it on the forum, we'll get more discussion. I think we're not at the point where a survey makes sense. People struggled with understanding the first version of the write-up. So that those are all discussions that will need to carry on happening. But um, yeah, there's a lot of research going on in the Rocket Bull community. People are putting out some really good ideas. And um, I'm really uh, interested to see how they keep developing. And of course, I'll keep updating you all on those developments. Okay, next we had this um, these couple of... Um, tweets well this tweet um here from tenet protocol jasper retweets and says whoa our eth is about to be on layer zero labs it will soon pollinate the entire ecosystem this makes sense who wouldn't want access to the largest decentralized trust network in all of crypto 3100 nodes are ready for the multi-chain world so let's go to the original tweet um here from tenet protocol says tenet announces the launch of its native bridge designed around zero layer labs technology on mainnet so it's app.tenet.org it says this they, they're going to say this marks a critical milestone in tenet's evolution as it allows lsds to be bridged to tenet for the first time in preparation for the launch of restaking and tenet stablecoin lsdc utilizing the bridge tenet has unlocked omni-chain access to the vast reserves of idle lsds across other networks bringing additional utility and opportunity to lsd fi so what is um tenet what is this bridge so they have this tenet bridge and um the rough explanation is that they're making a new chain i guess a new layer one yeah that will have a bridge across all these other different layer ones and they will bring the idea is that all the staking tokens the lsts that are on those other other networks will all be moved to this tenant network and 
that's where like all the liquidity for LSTs will be uh, localized and they have this idea of basically being the chain of LSTs, not just Ethereum-based LSTs like RETH or um, STETH, but also from other networks. So, um, sorry if I made a mistake in that, like you can read this blog post here, this Medium article that kind of explains how it works. So these are some of the tokens that they'll have. Um, it says, you know, Tenet, of course, their own token, then the Frax ETH, R ETH, uh, Wrapped Binance ETH, Anchor ETH, Anchor BNB, uh, Anchor Matic, um, Coinbase ETH, USDT, USDC, DAI, BUSD, um, Wrapped ETH, Wrapped BNB, Wrapped AVAX, Wrapped Matic, Wrapped ST ETH, um, and Wrapped Matic X. So there's a whole lot of tokens here that they kind of like want to become the hub for all of these tokens. And then these, these, they'll have bridges that will go across the other layer ones, Ethereum and other alt layer ones. And you'll be able to send your LSTs kind of across all these different chains, like in the omni-chain world. Now, <laughs> this is a really ambitious idea and like it sounds really interesting on the surface of it. However, bridges are huge honeypots for hacks. Um, and there's also like a lot of issues about um, like um, the... I don't know the correct terminology, but I want to say like the authenticity of a of a token on another on another uh, uh, chain from its native chain. So, for example, our ETH is backed on Ethereum uh, blockchain by um, by you know the ETH that's staking, right? But then if that our ETH goes to uh, Avax, for example, like it kind of like really like dilutes ideas but um these guys seem to like they, they want to work on that so good luck to them okay moving on we had a couple of updates about the coinbase article the coinbase news from yesterday in the tweets that said that they are buying rpl so we had articles here from the block also a coin market cap uh, had an article about um, coinbase making strategic purchases um we got a little bit more information from one of the um Coinbase ODA members saying that, you know, Valhia said, shared the information saying that they clarified it. It says, this is the same investment, in, investment mentioned by Dave, which um, I'll, I'll go back to in a minute. And it says, Coinbase never announced it on their end. And now that they have their own ETH staking on uh, Rocket Pool, they thought it'd be a good time to announce it both. So um, here is the post, you know, from um, February 17th. Um, and I remember at the time that this post actually made quite a lot of shockwaves around... Um, around like crypto news like ethereum news and crypto twitter and um some of the people from um, coinbase actually did comment on this news at the time but um i guess like coinbase ventures at the time never um, publicized the information so it wasn't a new buy kind of like we were thinking yesterday it was just um repeating that old buy so um yeah that's a bit of a shame because it would be nice if there was a new buy there was um ideas of um people trying to find their um, validators and some addresses were shared but no one knows for sure if those are their validators or not okay next we have this um, post from stake rocket pool um sharing a new node operator series um you know node operator interview series and um we had sunshine girl proton who made a, um interviewed uh, nixo um and nixo for those of you who don't know is like um uh, higher up in the ETH staker and she also spends a lot of time in the Rocket Pool community. Um, she's really cool. I met her in Denver and like had a really nice chat with her. Um, huge positive energy, like really, really cool person. And this interview was a really good one. So um, definitely give it a watch if you are interested in learning about how Nixo became uh, a validator on Ethereum. Um, it's a really, really cool um, 
interview that um GoPro did. I really like in this series, like huge, huge uh, props to uh, Ken and um, Sunshine for putting this together. Okay, next, um, you know, we talked about um, there being some changes to the Rocket Pool Discord. One of those changes happened here where um, we got this um, a new uh, role. So there's a couple of new roles where you can get Twitter notifications. So be the first to know about tweets from important Rocket Pool accounts. Support us by liking, commenting and retweeting our latest Twitter posts. And another one is a smart node releases as well. Um, so never miss a new smart node release. Anytime a new release is posted, you'll be notified so you can update your node. Thanks for being part of our community. We can hope the, you enjoy the roles and look forward to seeing you around soon. So when I try, when I try to activate these rewards, it gives me an edit, um, error, failed to change rewards. Now I'm not sure if that's my fault or this isn't fully active yet or something but um yeah th this is something that's going on and then another change that's happened to discord here is there's a new thread here um called a friends so it says this is the start of friends channel um you say competitor we say friends chat about other staking protocols and their nuances in here so if you want to uh patches says this is where you can talk about diva theta swell etc without breaking the rules and um <laughs> Over here, uh, Pateris says we can't talk about Lido though because we're not friends with them. Um, Dukey says Gravita too, but Gravita, I, I'm not sure if that would apply uh, because they're, they're not a staking service. But I, I guess, you know, this is a this is a nice place to go and talk about um, other other protocols. So here, you know, um, uh, Prada from Diva popped in saying there should be a Discord role called Friends or something. Um, and of course, you know, he's from, from Diva. And um, Object says, where can I buy the Friends token? And... Um, so that's, that's there's some changes happening. I think there might be more changes coming as well. Okay, next uh, we here we had Awan, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, from D4 saying our community has voted to list our ETH and our lending protocol. Can I get in touch with something someone from Rocket Pool to discuss about collaboration? Um, and then um, they got in touch with Maverick. So the, here's the vote that they had. Um, so DIP044, new asset RETH and CBETH onboarding to DeForce lending. So there's a whole you know summary of what it is. The vote passed with 12 million um, to zero um, against uh, 12 million in favor. And um, they're listing uh, CBETH at the same time. The motivation is the meaningful amount of demand for borrowing against LSDs. Uh, following Lido's WSTETH and RETH and CBETH are prime candidates to add diversity to DeForce and offer a source of additional revenue through rewards maximizing strategies. For example, users are able to supply RETH and CBETH as collateral to borrow ETH for leverage taking yield or borrow RETH or CBETH and participate in yield strategies beyond lending protocols. So this is um, uh, around 70% um, loan to value. And um, yeah, that should be coming online soon. With this um, Ethereum validity queue I was just mentioning now, it, um, the churn has increased. So every six minutes now you get 11 validators coming online and going offline. Um, and the wait time now to get through the whole of the queue for 67,000 validators is 27 days and six hours. So I expect that, you know, within the by the time the next snapshot happens, that should be down to around 25 days, which I think is a sweet spot to make sure people don't miss out on the RPL rewards. Um, the the growth of validators has just been like up and to the right it's been pretty much a straight line uh, and that's absolutely amazing we're at 620,000 720,000 now with another 67,000 waiting to come online so that will take us up to 800,000 validators which is phenomenal <laughs> okay um after that we have uh, this um, post from Maverick here he said when valdorf emoji because uh, there's no emoji for val on um 
on uh, trading. Um, so Kane posted this base Chad, and then Val, uh, Val, um, sorry, Maverick made it into Chadorov, uh, Chadorov, Chadorf, Chadorf, which is like Valdorf, but like a Chad version of Valdorf. And then we even got another one um, with uh, citation needed, um, which so now we have two. Um, yeah, citation needed. Here it goes. Um, so this one is citation needorf as well. So Val's now got two emojis in um, in uh, Discord, which is which is really cool. And um, finally, I'm going to finish with this news. Of course, that Dizzy and Bree are getting married today. Um, if you um, want to send them a little gift, you can um, get this pop uh, that costs about ten dollars. And um, also, uh, we're collecting nice messages in this thread here called Diz. Dibsy's uh, wedding wishes. Um, I put this together earlier today. So pop in um, uh, a nice message of support in here, and um, I think that'll be really nice for the for the new uh, married couple to to enjoy. So um, thank you all for watching, listening, and being part of the Rocket Fuel community. I hope you all have a lovely weekend. Um, I probably won't have an episode on Monday because I'm going to be traveling, but I'll most likely be back on Tuesday with um, a whole full episode for you all to enjoy. Bye.